0: Oh, yeah, everyone, and we're back.
1: We apologize for these technical difficulties. Apparently, there's something going on with the Internet over here. Maybe there's a virus or something, but I think we got a vaccine for it real quick, and all of a sudden, our Internet is back working again. So we, we are back, and we're going to go right back into Rico. Rico, what do you have to him?
0: Yeah, man, we are back like cook crack, and um, a lot of folks today take the easy route, singing the no lows in life while others... Like our next correspondent, they hit the high road and um, end up in a much better place like Austin, Texas, where they have um, made famous. Rooftop Delta eight dabs. That's why you hit the high road. And that's why you got the hell up out of there. Up next, you all know who it is. Stone Slade.
2: Just say no to the Delta eight. Just say no. Thank you, Rico. (laughs) Okay, today my story takes us back to New York. The Bronx is eagerly awaiting the opening of its first adult-use cannabis dispensary next month. However, concerns have emerged within the community regarding the dispensary's location. The storefront at 2460 Williamsbridge Road has become a hot topic of conversation, and not all of it positive. Cousins Levent and Dennis Oskert, the owners of the dispensary called Hush, granted Local News 12 Brooklyn an excu- exclusive look at the construction process, Leverett expressed his enthusiasm, stating, We've been supporters of marijuana from the beginning, and I think it's a perfect opportunity to bring it to the mainstream. Roxanne Delgado, founder of the Friends of Pelham Parkway, along with other community members, raised concerns about the dispensary's proximity to a house of worship, a school, and a playground. Delgado clarified her stance, saying, We're not against legalizing it. We're against the location. It's directly across the street from a playground that's used day in and day out to address these concerns the state's office of cannabis management reviewed the proposed location they found that the nearby school ps89 does fall short of the required 500 foot distance but this rule only applies if the school is on the same street as the dispensary additionally because the Maisie playground is owned by the new york city uh, parks and not actually a part of the school even though they actually share the block and they're butted up against each other it's exempt from this regulation Now, proximity of the house worship, which is less than 200 feet, was not included in the report that was provided to News 12, so I don't have information on that. Notably, though, there is an existing smoke shop next door to the house of worship, uh, which was part of the Ozarks argument during the discussion with Community Board 11. Uh, Lavert Ozkurt assured the community that strict measures will be placed at hush, stating we're going to have security at the front. Everyone above 21 can come in, no one under 21. There's cameras everywhere, every corner. This is going to be everything by the book. A new 12 Brooklyn reported that they reached out to the community board 11 because they didn't object to the location before the deadline last month. However, recently they discussed the dispensary and voted to send a letter of objection to the Office of Cannabis Management regarding this location. Uh, this would be a good shot. Uh, show that map, Adam. Sorry, if you can. Uh, I was just wanted so you guys could get a visual on it. You can just look at this. The playground is directly across the street from the proposed dispensary. It's up here somewhere. And it shares the block. You can see it shares the block with the school. So Hush being on this block and not the other one. It's like it's, it's right by the school. The playground essentially is the schools, but it's not. It's not owned by the school. So anyway, look, it's important it's it's important to recognize recognize that the concerns raised by some community members are more rooted in fears influenced by by, by prohibitionist propaganda than fact Fear of the unknown is natural, but letting blind fear lead us is a missed opportunity for growth and understanding. Seek knowledge, not ignorance. The existing smoke shop actually poses a bigger threat to your kids than a regulated cannabis dispensary. I think you'll find that they'll have easier access to the Delta 8 and other non-regulated cannabis products in that store than the one you're actually protesting against. The truth is that a regulated cannabis market, like the one being established in New York will prioritize the safety of children and ensure strict adherence to the law. By bringing cannabis out of the shadows and into the legal framework, the community can have confidence in the system designed to protect their children and address any potential issues responsibly. Ms. Delgado acknowledges that while the kids may not be able to enter the store, her fear is that dispensary customers will purchase their cannabis and then consume it in the park across the street. With that said, this fight shouldn't be about the location of the dispensary in my opinion these community members should be focusing on trying to make Maisie playground off limits for consumption of any kind because of its proximity to the school and not the dispensaries i'm stone slave reporting for the hyatt nine news hour
3: well said stone well said um, I, I totally agree um, there should be more focus on making that park smoke-free because that's exactly what I do when I'm walking in a neighborhood. I find a park to go sit in and um, and because I want to be outside. Uh, but I think that you bringing more attention to the fact that there's a school there um, and close by and kids are in proximity. Of course, when I see children, I don't go sit down next to a family having a picnic and blaze up. It's just rude. Uh, but I would find somewhere more exclusive and private that I can just hit a couple times and keep going and walking through the park. So, I think that's such a well said, um, the smoke shop absolutely is more of a threat to that neighborhood because uh, kids can walk into a smoke shop and, and buy all kinds of stuff um, that is not regulated as much as a dispensary would be. And so um, I think you're absolutely right. And right now, for a fact, that smoke shop right there in the Bronx is selling illegal um, weed products right out of it, right today, right now. So um, I, gu- I, I guarantee
2: I, I, that. I guarantee, I, 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 I guarantee you. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I called them this morning uh, right before we got on the air and I asked them, hey, do you guys have Delta Eight? Yeah, we do. Do you guys have other cannabis products? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me what they are? He's like, no, 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 no. We have everything. Just come on down. So I was like, mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so, you know that you know it. Um, uh, in new york right now it's a wild wild west and so i think that um you make some really excellent points and there should be an advocate on the ground and so i'm I'm grateful that you shared this story so i we can send our people to this city council meeting and and to the local uh, meetings that they're going to have on the subject and really make some good points about what should be um, highlighted and what should be p- being protested for sure thank you so much for this story
0: thank you oh
1: yeah
3: i guess
0: that's why their name is hush though right you ain't supposed to talk about it
1: exactly i'm I'm with you yes (laughs) hush hush up now hush up now it
5: looks
2: nice on the actual the the news story news 12 showed like what was going on with the progress of construction it looks like it's well done it's gonna be like a boutique shop it's not just gonna be like it's a pot shop you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. it's done well these guys like i said they they need to focus their attention to something that will actually help them
0: So you think that it it helps their cause that they're close, they are closer to, you know, some kids, uh, the fact that they are a nice looking pot shop rather than an old school looking dispensary?
3: Yeah, but you're going to be carted as soon as you hit the door. So no kids are going inside. You don't accidentally stumble inside of a dispensary. That's why it's a regulated facility, right? I mean, um, Mm -hmm. it. It'd be one thing if your parent takes you in there with them um, for like more of an education kind of thing. I don't even know if that's allowed that's, I with doubt state that. law, yeah. right? But, but I think that you know, knowing—I mean, I think liquor stores should be the same way, right? You should be carding kids at the door, um, but that's not the the case. <laughs> um, whatever, so whatever
0: happened to liquor education, they need to be educating
3: well,
1: people about liquor. Well, 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 Nicole, that 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 kind of does happen when you have state-run liquor stores where all they do is sell liquor. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's there's certain states. No,
4: that's, where, that's not anywhere. That, the only place I know not, that is
3: is in North Carolina,
1: Washington State. Washington United State is ABC. like that. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of states on the East Coast are like that. They have uh, all their well, liquor New is York sold is by. New York is not. No, that's correct. New York is not.
3: No. But yeah. I agree with you, Rico. There should be some education around <laughs> um, uh, alcohol harm. Um, mm-hmm. As much emphasis that they're putting into cannabis, and it's. You know potential harms. Yeah, um, I think there should definitely be more education and energy put towards how much harm alcohol can do because we got, we got plenty of proof of that.
0: Yeah, because I sure enough when to when to school a couple of times, drunk as hell in high school <laughs> after, after stealing some white lightning.
3: Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I the vodka gotcha was easiest to replace with water in in your yeah. liquor in your parents liquor cabinet. You know, you can't you, it, the brown will start to look a little too diluted if you try to replace it with water.
1: Uh, n- n- Nicole, n- easy Nicole,
0: Jesus.
1: Nicole. The um uh, in over in the chat, Grumpy Ogre says New Hampshire. Uh, New Hampshire. I was trying to remember that one. Um, but uh, but Miggy is saying that in Washington State they are no longer state sanctioned uh, liquor stores that the bill broke it and I'm not sh- sure I don't really? know enough about that if that is true or not We're but Mickey Miggy 420 is that. telling us that it is true that Washington State is no longer liquor controlled by the state but nonetheless anyone else has anything else on that we got to keep him rolling let's keep it popping poppin'. coming up next she's a pineapple princess and the founder of panoptic strategies who loves to dress her dogs in ridiculous outfits and parade them up and down Capitol Hill. That's right. It is none other than the Gretchen Gailey.
0: I'm mad that I don't have my roadcaster set up uh yet because uh I I, I would give you some love here, Gretchen. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate that, Rico, since I can't get no love from Jason back ever. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. And and because of that, I'm going to do a short story short for everybody else. F it. Uh, my headline, major marijuana industry players launch super PAC to advance cannabis reform as 2024 election heats up in a nutshell. They're launching a super PAC. Uh, anybody who's a part of USCC is apparently the founders of this super PAC. Talk amongst yourselves.
1: USCC started a super PAC. So, so they're saying that it is connected to, it is a connected or non-connected super PAC, Gretchen.
6: The, <laughs> the USCC is are the ones who have founded it. A number of their members are donors to this.
1: Well, I thought it's if it's a connect
6: legalize America super PAC.
1: I thought that if it's a connected super PAC, that only their donors can contribute to the super PAC. I think that's it. I am. I am not. I
6: am not clear on that.
1: Choice. I. I. I, I would. I would put some money is. on that.
6: I don't know if they launched it or if it is technically. Theirs. I don't know, how they yeah. They would need so. to have a non connected
1: super pack if they wanted to general source funds through uh, throughout the community and whatnot. But since it is a connected super pack, only members
6: I don't know, Jason Beck. I will, read I know you. this. We do not know if it's connected.
3: This is the United States okay. Cannabis Council, is that correct? Yes, That's, Yeah. okay. And the
6: groups, uh, the folks among that uh, that are a part of this super pack for now are attached, canopy growth. Columbia Care, Cureleaf, Cresco Labs, Kronos, Dutchie, Houseplant, MPP, Pax, Pharmacan, and Scott's miracle Grow and Vicente.
3: Oh, MPP is Marijuana Policy Project. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Um, hmm, Not just dispensaries or operators, okay. um,
0: They they said that they were the first super PAC. Isn't that false? No,
1: yeah, it's 100% false.
6: All right, yeah. who who else we got? I mean, there's I have one back pack, I pack that's full raised full no full money. Full I'm gonna laugh at you, Jason Beck. What's that? Are you gonna say your pack that hasn't raised a damn cent?
1: I, I I I turned that down. I I closed that down because it was just it was just getting too crazy.
6: Okay, so what other super packs are there in the cannabis space?
1: There there are no other super packs in the cannabis space, but in, they're not, the first. Story, they're not the first. They're not the first, is, one is one all that, that I'm saying. They're not the first. That's all I'm saying. All right, fine. Just fine. the facts. We'll go with that. You Just like facts. You like the facts. I, I know you don't facts. like you I don't I, I know you don't like real facts when they change your narrative, but it's okay.
0: Jason Beck My is, narrative more a, is right. You haven't raised a damn penny. Uh, Jason Beck's more of an email person. That's right. Fact for so easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
6: <laughs> the point of this is these are the folks who are gonna be shaping your cannabis policy if people don't step up. Because these are the only ones who are stepping yes. up and putting money into the game. So I don't want to hear bitching from the little guy later. You ain't doing jack, little guy. Step up. Oh.
3: Um, well, I'm, I appreciate that uh, somebody has been thoughtful enough to put some a group together and actually raise funds. Because we need lobbyists and we lobby lobbying money um, to help support the initiatives that we want in this space. Um, you know, we need to start taking it seriously. So I'm grateful to hear that this is happening. Um, MPP being a part of it, knowing that Toy Hutchinson is uh, is leading MPP um, from the background over there, gives me a little bit of confidence. I'd like to learn more um, and understand exactly what the objectives of this pack is, um, and um, hopefully it it, it involves um, you know a criminal justice component. Um, in their- this, we'll this
6: pack says that they are focused on the 2024 presidential campaigns. Yeah. Uh, for those who are unclear about what a super PAC is, you can—I don't know if they're connected or not, Jason Beck—but basically,
1: I'm telling you can that donate they are
6: unlimited, unlimited funds to a super PAC. However, a super PAC cannot donate to actual candidates. So what they would do would be like they would start their own campaign about legalizing, and then at the end it says paid for by blah 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 blah. They can start something that says Joe Biden sucks, and they can put out all the stuff that they want it's just not going that's, to a specific candidate that, that, that's partially true
1: that's partially true gretchen because right. you can uh,
6: please educate me jason back super you know su- so super packs
1: super packs me. depending on the formation of them um you that you can contribute up to 500 dollars to a member but it has to be from a separate account so you would have basically your um direct contributions accounts um, and then you would have kind of like more, uh, I forget, I forget the wording on the account, but you basically have two different types of accounts. And one of them is, is, uh, uh, contributions that you can accept up to $500 from people. And then if they give over 500, then that goes over into the other bank account, which is used for the independent expenditure side.
3: Okay.
6: You're trying to tell me that a super PAC can contribute directly to candidates. That's yes. What you're trying to tell me? I'm a hundred percent
1: serious. Yes.
6: Up to, $500, wrong, up, up to five hundred dollars. Up up to five hundred dollars. Up to five hundred dollars.
0: Narrative. Okay. Well, either way, <clears throat> well, What's where, where, the broad sentiment on USCC? I know they had a lot of issues last year with communities of color, um, uh, most notably um, Achem's exit to their board of directors. Um, what's the broad sentiment on um, on their operations? Is this the voice that we want to have representing the get the broad cannabis community? No. No. No, not, with, at not at oh, all. Not at all. The man, voice that you want.
1: These people are I mean, going to be advocating for for uh, policies like regulatory capture, small marketplaces, artificially high prices, and no state- home grow. Yeah, no home grow. All of that. This is this is this is right. this is those guys. And
6: how these much? Are all, other than MPP, all these folks are MSOs. Mm-hmm. They are major, bigger players in the space.
0: To
1: be
6: they effective, really as a
0: to be as uh, effective as a super pack, how much money are you looking at?
1: You, you need you, you need some M's. You no, need some M's. It. You need some M's in there. Okay. Yep. You need some M's I mean, because
6: the whole goal is like, especially for a super pack, is advertising. So right. Money. That's expensive. Right. Put behind yep. advertising campaigns, especially mm-hmm. in certain markets. That's your independent right.
1: expenditure campaigns. That's right. When you carpet bomb people's districts. Oh, yeah. We're We got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The microtexture of the SE Pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. and. With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yes. Whatever you're doing, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're going to do a little public service announcement real quick. I want to make sure everyone knows about the Global Day of Compassion, which is... Uh, Sunday, July 30th. It is the Global Day of Compassion where they collect donations to reach out to elderly citizens in the community and make sure they know they are loved, needed, and appreciated and have supplies that they need. So all types of supplies are needed and can be donated. If you want to know how to help out with this organization, uh, please let me know. Reach out to me. I'll definitely connect you uh, with the people and who this is actually uh, benefiting. It benefits the community of the Baldwin Hills area. And just for anyone that doesn't know about the Baldwin Hills area, Baldwin Hills is the only area with over 850 apartment buildings Buildings in it which all of those apartment buildings have 30 to 40 units per building and uh there's a lot of people that can uh that would need some help and there's going to be a great little family event there's also a little movie night afterwards and so i encourage everyone uh if they have any interest to reach out to me and i will send them all the information on this so then that way they can be a part of it and i believe rochelle has a brief little statement as well and then we're going to go right back to the next commercial
7: Thanks, Jason. I just wanna talk about the MAPS Conference, Psychedelic Science 2023 that went down last week. A lot of people are talking about this event, Um, good, bad, ugly, Uh, big debates in the psychedelic community right now. I'm really excited about the research, concerned about honoring sacred medicine. I have an article dropping probably tomorrow It's been resting on me, and I've been wrestling with it uh, at night, trying to figure out how to talk about this event, but stay tuned because coverage is coming. We'll be discussing it next week on the air, so make sure to stay tuned.
1: Oh, yeah. Go for it, Adam.
0: Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the Law Offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. You're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. Coming to the stage next, she is the national program director, national community program director for m 4 mm Power88 Las Vegas' friendly neighborhood encyclopedia every Wednesday morning. Here to hit us with a little purple plant magic, Nicole Buffon.
4: Uh,
3: thank you so much, Rico. Appreciate that introduction. Um today, my story is. Uh, Coming out of New York City, I was going to uh, tell this live on Tuesday and didn't get the chance to, but here we are. Um, I'm really grateful I got a chance to attend the press conference on the 27th, uh, discussing the pilot program uh, that will compromise of 25 returning citizens and participants, offering education, training, and guidance to individuals from New York's most justice-impacted communities twice a week. Um, And... It was sponsored by um, Cannabis Equity, Cannabis Justice and Equity Initiative. Uh, and we were really excited to uh, get a chance to hear some of the speakers that day. Uh, the program will equip these individuals with the necessary skills to access the estimated uh, 60,000 job opportunities that were going to be coming to New York Cannabis Industry. A comprehensive 16-week educational and training certificate program This um, has been created to address the common misconceptions surrounding cannabis regulations while providing universally applicable employment training, including digital literacy skills, seed-to-sale compliance, and networking skills. Jamil Myrie, co-founder and chief programs officer of CJEI, said this goes right to the heart of MRTA's purpose as a social equity law. Our intention is to... democratize this cannabis opportunity by develop uh, by developing a skilled labor force using the feedback knowledge and experience gained from the pilot to inform our at scale program operations of 100 person cohorts to run concurrently in each of the five boroughs of new york cities every 16 weeks wow Founder of Cannabis Justice and Equity Initiative, Professor Terrence Coffey is a former incarcerated individual who created the organization to be a beacon of light for those that have been most disenfranchised by the prohibition of cannabis. He says, CJEI is committed to providing a pathway to the boys on the corner in our neighborhoods who would not normally have an opportunity to enter this industry to ensure that New York State is representing the entire community, even those that have been marginalized by cannabis criminalization. And so that became the heart of everything I do. Also at the meeting was the Department of Labor, Cannabis Workforce Initiative with Cornell University, which the students are accredited, Local 338, Union Square Travel Agency, which is Black and women-owned legal dispensary, one of only five in the city, out of 16 in the state. Um, the most recent update was uh, there's operating in New York State is actually up at 16 now. The city of Manhattan was there to support as well. And here is Deputy Manager, um, Bur- Deputy Manager um, Manhattan Bureau President Keisha Sutton James.
4: I'm Deputy Manhattan Borough President Keisha James, and why it's important to me and to our office, the Borough President Mark Levine, that we were here at this event? Well, first of all, we helped put it together. <laughs> we were able to secure uh, the, the space for JEI to launch this um, this pilot program um, by reaching out to uh, President Boudreaux of uh, City College. But... In terms of the mission, uh, it's it's so obvious to me. It's uh, it's providing an opportunity for um, the people who have been most impacted and most harmed by um, marijuana prohibition to ha- be in the on ramp to participate from a workforce development perspective in this. In- Industry. There are going to be 60,000-plus jobs um, in this industry. They will be lucrative jobs. They will be uh, labor—they can be labor-protected protect, jobs as well. Um, so it's an opportunity for people to build— uh, wealth and stability in their families and in their communities. We we thought it was critical that we do everything we can to get this thing off the ground. And you know, when they say they want to have a hundred, um, you know, in each borough, i just I wanted to be in on the ground uh, and have our office in on the ground with it, with more, with much of this special um, program. So that's
3: and and also speaking at the event was founding director of um, cannabis in New York City, Miss Dashita Dawson. Mm-hmm and I'm the director of Cannabis NYC. I'm really thrilled to be joining the Cannabis Justice and Equity Initiative for the launch of their 16-week program for re-entry citizens, learning about the cannabis industry. It's a first of this kind, and as usual, New York is making history, y'all, and I am here for it. <laughs> so thanks to everyone that was involved they are making history in new york city one of my favorite things to see honestly everyone is all of the black women behind the scenes that are helping this amazing program roll out in new york now it's not perfect but it's a start and they're doing it different than any other state i've seen do it in the country so far and so i'm really excited i I can't wait i've i i was able to Consume some New York grown cannabis finally um, on this last trip because uh, usually this what you're smoking in, in New York the past decade was probably coming from California anyway so now I'm excited to see all of the opportunities this summer in New York City they pl- are planning a pilot program of a farmers market the concept of being able to bring legacy farmers and cultivators to a regulated market is allowing us as consumers to purchase directly from the grower I'm so excited this is something that I've been wishing for. Uh, This is the future of cannabis. I don't want to own my only option to be having to buy cannabis from a dispensary. I want to be able to go like where I buy my food from a farmer's market and buy directly from the farmer. So shout out to Dashida and and her office for helping to implement this pilot program. Uh, But this is Nicole Fong reporting for Hyde Nine News. I was just thrilled to be a part of this history making event and can't wait to see what comes out of it.
1: Nicole,
0: I think it's fantastic news. Thank you for covering that, Nicole. Big shout out to and all the work that she's been doing on the ground there, and uh, since day one, since she got in there, she had her goals, she had her initiative, and she has not, she has done a great job of sidestepping all of the, uh, the detractors and the and all of the sideshows that have been going on in the New York uh, industry. So, big ups to them, and progress is good.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean.
0: Oh, Jason. China. yeah, China. China. Yeah, China.
1: yeah. Here we go. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm with, I, I'm with, uh, I, I'm with Nick and Justin on this. Okay, and they said in the chat, Nick Bradley says in the chat, New York literally hasn't done anything right. I'd hold my breath. And uh, so I'm gonna read. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by that statement. And uh, Justin Benson says, uh, "Odd that they are they are claiming sixty thousand jobs when all it does is take jobs away from the kids on the streets who are selling weed—the real social equity."
3: Okay, so when New York <laughs> initially rolled out its cultivation licensing program, they they grandfathered in hemp cultivators, exactly, which makes sense.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, and
3: some of those, yes, it does. No way. They already familiar with the plant. Stop. Yes, it does. And and they already have the equipment that is necessary. They already have the knowledge base to be able to transition into cannabis. And Not buying that. And allowed some of those grandfathered in to be actually black people, people of color, and people that have been doing it for a long, long time. People that deserve that opportunity to get into the regulated space without having to spend a whole bunch of money, but already having the ability to um, to be grandfathered in. I think that's a great opportunity. And this pilot program with allowing farmers, these cultivators, these legacy market cultivators to come in, I think it's a good opportunity. This is how we want a regulated system to be built. I mean, yeah. we its it's hard to... To try to transition legacy to legal, and I don't see anybody else that has done it right or even close to right.
1: Well, Nicole, I mean, all of the farmers that I've seen in New York, and I have to agree with Justin Benson on this 100 percent, all the hemp farmers that I've met that are are in New York, they're all old white dudes who are all landowners, and that's the people that really got the licenses. So I— uh,
3: I know of a woman.
1: You I know, know of, of one.
3: That's just, that's just
0: the people that you've met. You haven't met everybody. I didn't
1: say no, I, I, didn't I met everybody. Agree. I didn't. And then that's that. That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. I'm like, who 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 else is out there? Please inform me.
3: I, yeah, I know two women that mm-hmm. do have licenses um, to grow legal cannabis. Two. I know a very
6: nice couple, uh, a black couple. I'm trying to. Oh, they go by their first names. You know who I'm talking about. Um, Nicole King yeah, and and. Are you guys it's, all both it, talking about the water. same people? No. No, no. no. There, there are a couple. They're they really they their plants. They're very good. They're very sweet people. Uh, but and they are, they are a, a that's three. What what? So that's three. Three. Well, that's more than other markets. Don't don't roll your eyes at three, Jason. Three. There all are plenty right. of markets that ain't got none. I don't need yeah. to roll my
1: eyes. I roll I roll my trees. You know what I'm saying? And you know, puff these I, clouds, I, I, girl. I really you know.
6: I wholeheartedly agree with Nicole, you got to start somewhere if you're trying to do this. And I think it's a, a very sweet sentiment when she says it isn't perfect. That's sweet. Um, <laughs> however, um, you got to start somewhere. And New York is trying. It is truly a social experiment going on right now up there. Um, and I don't know what else you can possibly try and do. Um, naysayers always want a bitch. Uh, what did they say? The first ones through the wall, uh, take all the arrows. I mean, they're trying. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing it a way completely different from every other market. And as Nicole says, no one else has done it right. So give it a Why chance. not try left? Why not try left? What the hell? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: By, <laughs> by this logic, yeah. By by, by by this logic, this is just crazy, crazy, crazy. But nonetheless, you know what? If
3: somebody else has a better plan. I would love for them to present it, and we have the people on the inside that would actually listen and consider it if it makes sense. So, if you out there have a better idea of how this should be rolled out, please, by all means.
1: I have tons. I, I have I have sure tons of it. better ideas, and just, we just, we can just, talk just, about it offline. Just, Nicole, hundred percent. Make it
0: legal. And let people do what they want to do. Mm
1: -hmm. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening right
3: now. They didn't make it legal; they decriminalized it, and people are doing what the fuck they want to do. Like Mm -hmm. they are. Like they're
1: doing right now.
3: now. (laughs) In New York.
1: So New New York, New York, New York. They have two hundred cultivation licenses issued that they've that they've sent out. That's what the chat's saying. uh, In New York, and and three of them are minority owned licenses. And you guys are claiming this is a success. I just want to just make sure that we're sticking well, to the I'm numbers.
6: Again, not How what many I said.
3: No said they're trying. I didn't say it was a success. Yeah. I said they're trying. And okay. it's three more licenses to minority owners than any other state had. So, right. there's that.
1: All right, well, we're going to touch on this topic again in another story coming up. So, I think we're going to roll right into the next story, you guys. Coming up next, It's Rochelle Gordon. I'm sorry, Rochelle. I need you to send me the thing. I don't have your thing, but I know that she has an exclusive, exclusive Lego collection. A very, very special Lego collection. She's a writer. (laughs) It is Miss
7: Rochelle
1: Gordon.
0: Yeah.
7: Yes. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for remembering that my key attribute my regular collection is all i really have to flex on in this world (laughs) so i'm actually talking about a story that jason hit me to. um i didn't even know about it and it's happening in my own backyard the taste of minnesota which is a massive free festival that we have here in minnesota it was on ice for a few years they're bringing it back this year with thc on the menu and this article i threw together real quick for Green State on Jason's request. It's actually quite interesting because this event may be the Midwest's biggest consumption event. The Taste of Minnesota, it's been going on since 1983. It went away in about, I'd say 2015, somewhere in there. It's back, it attracts 100,000 people for two days of local food, big name bands, plenty of craft beer. But new for 2023 is a dedicated cannabis area featuring a wide variety of hemp-derived THC edibles and beverages, Jason's favorite. Uh, Event organizers partnered with popular Minneapolis craft brewer Surly to create a low-dose weed drink specifically for the festival. Dubbed Just a Taste, the beverage contains 2.5 milligrams of hemp-derived THC. The free festival will have three stages throughout a multi-block section of downtown Minneapolis. Headliners include Third Eye Blind, Motion City Soundtrack, and Big Boy of Outcast. Celebrity chef and local favorite Andrew Zimmern is the official food ambassador. The Minnesota-made THC section is tucked behind the artist corner on the corner of Washington and Marquette. In addition to Surly Brewing, there will also be several other local companies including uh, Granny's Pretzels, which are some amazing Delta 9 THC pretzels. Don't sleep on those. The addition of marijuana products to the taste of Minnesota could actually make this one of the biggest on-site consumption events in the Midwest. Since adult use laws don't go into effect until August 1st, organizers did not need to re- uh, get any sort of special permits in order to have THC sales onsite. I reached out to organizers of the event, as well as folks over at Surly Brewing. They did not respond. Um, But cannabis beverages, as many of you know, have exploded in popularity here in Minnesota uh, after the state legislature legalized them back in 2022. The unique law that they passed uh, meant that nearly every craft brewer got into the game. You can actually get these beverages at local bars, liquor stores, and they have become increasingly popular. Uh, and the presence of cannabis at this uber mainstream taste of Minnesota is just another example of normalization of the plant, especially here in the Midwest. Uh, since this beloved event has been on hiatus for seven years, this year's in reintroduction is highly anticipated, no pun intended. I'm curious, what do you all think about this having open THC sales and consumption at a mainstream festival? With no sort of permit, uh, anybody can just walk in as long as they're over the age of twenty-one. Grab a THC beverage and walk around just like they would uh, with a beer or any of the other fine uh, foods or products available at this event. I know it's quite unique in other markets, uh, but it's just becoming the norm here in Minnesota, and I do believe that we're going to see this trend continue even with adult use uh, opening up next month.
5: Sound like freedom to me? Yeah, yeah. right, Minnesota. Governor.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the America that we've been taught about in our in these books Mm -hmm. never been presented to in these streets. Oh man,
1: oh man, oh man! This sounds like a great event. I would come up here. Glad to see Minnesota,
5: Minnesota of all places. I mean, this is the same place, you know, where George Floyd was killed, Philando Castile was killed, you know, and others. So, uh, is, it'll be interesting to see how this play out
0: in terms for people of color made A major change of, of the guard uh, from top down out there, and uh, they've been making moves pretty quickly. So, big shout out to Minnesota and, um, and, and the progress that they have made out there. I'm real interested, uh, uh, Governor Wildstar, this is right next door to your native state of Wisconsin. Can we see the, a uh, little bit of change happening there in in, in the near future? No. Wisconsin <laughs> is it,
5: I mean, he's still on the slow boat. So maybe another 10 years before they uh, transition to catch up with Minnesota. But I don't know. They have like this rivalry type of thing. So. Who knows? At some point, <laughs> you may see the to turning of the ties and it would be completely decriminalized or more. Uh, psychedelics, including in Wisconsin.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Well, what's interesting in Wisconsin, too, and I'm a native Scotty myself, um, is actually they're less regulated with the hemp derived stuff. So you can get crazy amounts of hemp derived THC, Delta Nines, the Delta Eights. Everywhere, whereas in Minnesota, you can only, I think, have 50 milligrams per package, but out in Wisconsin, they have these crazy, like, death by gummy bears, 2,500 milligrams per package. So it's been really interesting yeah. to see that, like, how the legalization of these edibles here actually made them more restricted in a way but it got the craft brewers and the liquor stores on board, which is not the case in Minnesota, or in Wisconsin. But you are finding the THC beverages popping up in the liquor stores and the breweries over there as well. So they're catching on.
0: And will you be in attendance this weekend?
7: I think I should probably pull up and see what it's all about, honestly. Even if it's not just to get some of this, uh, the boof beer as some of the people are calling it in the comments, yeah. but just to see what's all about and <laughs> see the folks come out. I know people like to hate on the hemp derived Delta nine stuff, but people fuck with it pretty heavy up here. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm in favor or against it, but give the people what they want. Well, I mean, I mean, mean, one
1: man's
5: gold is another man's gold. Just (laughs) because the the people are taking it
1: doesn't mean they necessarily want it. When that's just the only thing that's available for them to be able to receive.
0: Well, Uh, see, but I'd be interested to see what the numbers look like uh, as far as revenue in states that have legalized. Uh, see what those delta eight numbers are looking like uh, compared to legal cannabis sales
7: well yeah and that's what i'm interested in too once they start having the dispensaries here since people are so accustomed to buying these beverages at the liquor store and every other place will they go to the dispensary to get a similar product there or just stick with the hemp derived that's that's going to be pretty interesting
6: Rochelle, are we talking um delta eight or delta nine
7: delta nine yeah, oh, hemp derived, just like high.
1: Hemp derived,
6: I got it. But I'm just saying, hemp derived okay. delta nine is different than delta eight. It, it is. is. Um, delta eight is synthetic. It's not naturally produced in the plant. Correct. It correct. is, but not at the, the large amount that it needs to be. It, yeah,
3: right. Yes, and so it's in it's in small amounts. So, th- d- Rachelle, do you know if people are vaporizing it mostly, or are they like smoking delta eight flour, sprayed flour? Like, what's
7: the hot new thing with uh with this is the thca flower so which is essentially weed right but they're getting away with calling it a thca flower um and that's oftentimes sprayed with uh with thca uh or with delta 8 but people are really moving away from the delta 8 now and they're getting more into the the delta 9 or uh, or the thca
2: they're saying that When when does adult use when does adult use open up in minnesota
7: so it's legal on August first. People will be able to cultivate their own up to eight plants at home. They can have up to two pounds at home, but dispensaries won't open until twenty twenty five.
2: I love wow. the way they did it. I mean, it 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 was a huge win for normalization as it came up to this point. And I think I I commit I big my hats off to Minnesota. What they did was great. I I wish states like where I am in Texas would follow suit. Uh, it's a big win. And I I would go I would go with you if if
0: I was up there.
7: <laughs> next year uh,
0: shout out to moose country but we gotta keep it moving here and uh, uh bringing us home today is a fresno based raptivist his base his political descent from a place of a strong same black conservative voice that america needs for balance the haters and race baiters will not block out the black side of liberty this morning coming to the stage y'all know who it is the governor nicholas wildstar what's up what's up Thank you,
5: Rico, for the intro. Hey, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has signed legislation that may finally allow black farmers to get involved in the medical marijuana industry despite years of disrespect and frustration in the black farmers' community. The bill, HB 387, was originally crafted to allow physicians to use telehealth methods to renew medical marijuana certifications for qualified patients. But in the last week of the legislative session, the measure was amended and language was added in bipartisan effort from Republican Senator Derrida Rousen and Democrat Tracy Davis in a scramble to address the lingering issues surrounding the issuance of Medical Marijuana Treatment Center (MMTC) licenses to black farmers who had been litigants in the federal Pickford versus Glickman class action lawsuit, according to a press release from the two senators. The recently enacted state law originated from a, co- a constitutional measure on medical marijuana in 2016 tackles the problem by granting licenses to black farmer applicants under specific conditions. If a black farmer applied for a license to grow medical marijuana and the state department of health said they could have it or said Uh, they couldn't have it, but didn't find any problems with the application, then the farmer could get a license. Even if the farmer passed away while their application was being checked, they can still get a license if the Department of Health says they meet all the requirements. Also, if there were some mistakes or missing information in the application, the farmer can fix those and still get a license as long as the law allows it. It's time, Rousen uh, told the Phoenix Monday night. Um, I guess some that's some paper. The voters passed this in 2016. It called for the awarding of a license to a Pigford farmer. If I, I think they gave out seven licenses, but didn't award the Pigford. And now, six years later, we're just making right, which should have been done long ago. I'm thankful for the governor signing it and very thankful for President uh, Kathleen Pasadomo for putting up with our persistence and advocacy for this group that has felt shut out. This bill represents the best side of legislative process, working together across the aisle to solve a problem," said Senator Davis in a written statement. Today, we have accomplished a major step in years-long effort to give black farmers entry to Florida's flourishing medical marijuana industry. This bill is a solution from a number of stakeholders, and a victory for farmers, their families, and for civil rights. In addition, the bill now allows, the first time in Florida, medical marijuana patients to have access to telehealth services. Republican uh, Representative Spencer Roach was the original sponsor of the medical marijuana telehealth bill in the House. He said Governor DeSantis continues to demonstrate his commitment to expanding patient access to medicine in alignment with the overwhelming majority of Florida voters. I'm proud to have played a small part in in, in moving this towards the finish line and I'm grateful to Speaker Renner and President PasadoMo for keeping an open mind and truly allowing the process to work. This is truly a bipartisan victory. As the Phoenix reported earlier this year, applicants for the black farmer license had to pay $146,000 non-refundable application fee, twice more than the amount required for the non-black initial applicants. After more than 71% of Florida voters approved the constitutional amendment legalizing medical marijuana in Florida, the 2017 law implementing the measure including are uh, included a provision that 1 mmtc must go to a farmer who received a settlement in the Pickford case. That was a class la- a class action lawsuit filed by black farmers alleging discrimination by the US Department of Agriculture when it came to distributing loans and assistance. However, no pig for farmer received a license in 2017, and the Department of Health did not get around to granting such a license to a black farmer until last September. That's when it was awarded to Terry Donald Gwyn of Gwyn Brother Farms, but nearly all of the 11 other applicants who lost out filed legal challenges according to Marijuana Business Daily. While the litigation continues, a black farmer still has not been awarded a license reporting for the high nine news hour this is nick wildstar aka the governor speak now or forever hold your peace i
0: know we're short on time so i want to hold back on this one nicole buffon please respond (laughs) what'd
5: you (laughs) guys (laughs)
3: say florida is special um you know these these farmers have been going through hell. Um and I know that Roz McCarthy um had a hand in uh this Pickford case, uh, testifying on behalf of the farmers. Um, she'd been at part of this fight with them in Florida since the beginning. Um because M4 MM was established in 2016, around the same time that all of this kind of um was coming to the surface. And so um, you know, it's hard for me to. <laughs> To uh, cheer on anything that DeSantis does in Florida, um, it, it's almost like the double-edged sword. Um, thanking Donald Trump for passing the Hemp Act um, during the Farming Bill, it, it's it's all about money for him, um, and it's like, how do you? What does
0: sure DeSantis even stand for? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That wasn't. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Stands for America.
3: That what
0: is?
1: sounds like we'll policy to me. Um, it sounds like we'll policy. Cannabis. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This this is this is this is a win for the cannabis industry based especially off of everyone's last comments in the in in the previous story. This this should be a win. This should be celebrated. This is this is you know it's better than no licenses. Whatever you guys are, have already been saying in the previous story, and so you know Governor DeSantis coming through. There's a reason he has spokeable flower in in Florida is because of Governor DeSantis, and the reason that there is now these licenses being issued in Florida, Governor DeSantis approved it. So you got to give credit where credit is due.
0: If, if Ron, Meatball run.
3: The flower in, in Florida is because of Trulieve, um being in DeSantis's pocket um, and because of the operators that are happening in Florida um, making sure that they're getting their way. But this um,
6: has nothing to do with the people. Well, and Jason Beck, I would agree giving credit to the people who did the work who put their boots on the ground to get this done, uh, right. to get this to the governor's desk. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, but you know who gets the credit at the end is the person that signs the bill.
6: Well,
5: it's and again, no license has been awarded. I think this is all just response to a lawsuit. It's all just showboating.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. He wants to be president. Come on, it looks good on his
1: record. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Oh man. What Was there other
2: news about DeSantis and cannabis yesterday or something? Did yeah. he have some 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 good words on decriminalization?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he said he said he's not he's not in support of decriminalization. Yeah. And so, no
6: chance in hell were his words.
1: That's, right. I mean, I don't believe I, that. You know, that was I think, his it, I think words, that
2: we have but... too many people using drugs in this country right now. I think it hurts our workforce readiness. I think it hurts people's ability to prosper in life. And he knew people in high school who used marijuana suffered. F that guy, man.
6: And then yeah. he segwayed to yeah. fentanyl then. I mean, come on. There's yeah, the census is, is not about
3: the people. He could care less about providing the right medication to patients. He cares about making sure that the the people who donate the most to him, their pockets keep getting padded. I, I, so I have a question.
1: I have a question, Nicole. I have a question. Uh, yesterday, we covered a story here on Hyatt Nine News about uh, about the adult use initiative that TrueLeave is behind. About it not getting to go onto the ballot because of the single issue thing that the, that the attorney general said it doesn't pass the muster to be able to go onto the ballot. And leave is behind mm-hmm. this initiative. So if leave is so in the governor's pocket, how come this bill isn't still getting pushed onto the people? Just, just a question,
6: Jason. I, I'm, I don't believe that the bill that the, it's been killed. It was that they were pushing back on it, not that this is completely no. They,
1: dead. The, 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 the AG said it can't go on the ballot. It has to be rewritten because if they have a single subject issue, and so they were challenging that single subject uh, le- right. validity, and therefore they're going to have to go back and rewrite it.
3: Okay, so that doesn't mean that it's killed, it's though. It's basically, basic,
1: I'm just saying they, they, it's just, there's so, a lot well, of money invested into that. Basically, yeah. say go back to the drawing exactly. board. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, yeah. thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Exactly. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. but, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen.
1: I didn't say it wasn't going to happen. But I mean, all things are inevitable. Language, you know what I mean?
0: The yeah. Past. Hey, Jason. Uh, um, uh, what, Maybe what exactly uh, from the right is? Could you define woke policy?
1: Me? could I define what is, woke policy? What, what
0: is what is a quote unquote woke policy? Oh, <laughs> you're so
1: funny, bro. I'm yeah. not taking your bait today. It's time to close <laughs> out the show, Rico. You are so funny, bro. Oh uh, yeah, you know exactly what a woke policy is. That's right. right
0: yeah, the that yeah, only We're way over time today, man. Thank you for that, uh Governor. That's an excellent story. Uh, can i get the, get the last
6: word in once again jason's wrong this is yeah. in a court case the <laughs> attorney general <laughs> doesn't get to just kill this damn thing you're wrong <laughs> we're, 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 it's we're still pending get let's look at some facts mm-hmm. I, even mm-hmm. if we're over mm-hmm. time Rico Lameet, the uh-huh. facts matter I got, I also
0: I girls, i'm on vacation my family's here get done, we get off so let's get the I am ah, in Hawaii right now. Y'all, y'all had five, y'all had 10 minutes today of arguing. Let's
7: go. High the uh, uh,
0: Episode of High 9 News. You can always catch us weekdays 9 a.m. Pacific, High Noon on the East Coast in the crack of dawn over here in Hawaii. Big shout out to the super fans showing love. Getting their comments projected live on the big screen. Also to the live audience members and online supporters catching us all across the media platforms. tuning in and give us feedback on the daily headlines. Our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respective opinions to the table. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, The Vortex 91 Club, all our sponsors keeping the lights on. And our AV struggles to the minimum. And to the haters out there. Oh. Hope you guys smoke yeah. better weed and feel better about yourselves. And always, cannabis is even L, the reason that we show up every single day. It has been Thursday, June 29th. The show's over. You've all been blessed with today's top headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. Gresham, Kaylee, you got the last word today. What you got?
6: I'm right. Jason's wrong, as usual. Yeah, right. Don't that. Stop it.
0: <laughs> Love y'all. Some
1: of us deal with facts. It.